0: Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of Lucy Talks, I'm your host Lucy Woodward and I'm so excited to have you listening to this episode, I really hope you enjoy it. talks is designed for meaningful conversations about things that really matter in life from climate change to confidence from mental health to happiness i hope this podcast helps you find something you're looking for hi everyone welcome back to the podcast thanks so much for tuning in and i hope you're having a lovely day whatever you're up to so i've not sat down on my own and recorded an episode for literally over a month which is crazy because this is the sort of thing i do all of the time and it's not like i've not been recording podcast episodes it's just been that the last three episodes have been with guests which i've loved i've had some brilliant conversations and thanks so much for all of your feedback on those i'm glad that you enjoyed them as much as i did but yeah it's currently sunday the 11th of december so happy december i hope you're excited for christmas i do actually feel quite festive this year um I'm not really sure why but I've we've had like the Christmas tree up in our house for a while and just like Christmas tunes on we went for a carvery last week me and my housemates um so that was lovely like a a really nice Christmassy festive day with all of the house what else has been going on in my life I feel like we need a bit of a life update because it's been a while <laughs> um oh thank you so much for 10,000 streams like that is the best thing ever, and I was so happy when I saw that we'd surpassed ten thousand streams and we're now like well over that. So thank you so much. And also Spotify Wrapped was lovely to look at and to read through. I feel like you could kind of get lost in comparison between other people. Um so I don't really want to like look um either up or down compared to other people, but I'm just simply comparing myself to like the podcast stats that I had last year from Spotify Wrapped, and it's insane the amount this podcast has grown over the last year, and I'm so excited to just see what happens next year. It's something that I still just love spending my time doing, and I hope that that comes across in the episodes. Um, but yeah, some stats to share with you because it's really cool, and I imagine like if I ever listen back to this in, I don't know, 20 years' time, because I never listen back to these episodes, um, it would be cool to like see where it was at, So my favourite stat is that we're in the top 10% most followed podcasts, which is really, really cool. Like top 10% most followed. That is quite a big achievement. And it says that 22% of you who listen follow the podcast. So if you are listening and you don't already follow, then give a little follow and it makes sure you can like see whenever I upload a new episode and it just keeps it in your Spotify feed or in like Apple podcasts, wherever else you listen. But I thought that was so cool. And what else? I'm in the top 10 podcasts for 509 people, which is really cool. This podcast was the top podcast for 63 people. So if you've like listened all year and you enjoy, then that's amazing. And I'm very, very grateful. So I guess just to start with a little thank you for that, really, because it's a little bit mind blowing. <laughs> and what else? I feel like there's been so much going on. What else has been going on in my life? Loads of uni work which is less exciting than all of the stats that I was just sharing. The Christmas markets have been up, that's been really fun. I went for the first time with my grandparents and my brother who came up to visit in Nottingham and we had a lovely day and then we went for a meal at the Giggling Squid which I would definitely recommend. Absolutely delicious, it's like a Thai restaurant and the food was incredible. So recommend that if you're local to Knott's the one we went to is in West Bridgeford and it was really really nice um but yeah Christmas markets they're very cute this year basically we always tend to have Christmas markets in Nottingham um like town centre but this year I feel like they've done it a lot better they have a huge tree in the middle there's a ferris wheel there's some like various other slides and whatever else but then they have like all of the main section of the Christmas markets and there's an ice rink which is it's like it goes all the way around the edge of the town centre so it's kind of a little ring without the middle and people are just like skating all the way around the edge of the markets and it's really cool um I think they did a really good job of it um and then there's the little like bar in the middle and I went and had some drinks in there well I say we went and had some drinks, we went and sat in there because the drinks were too expensive um, with May, Aidan and Lois so that was lovely Um, and yeah what else and then I also went when Marlies came up to visit um, and you will have heard or you might have heard the episode that I did with Marlies last week I believe it was so yeah that's been lovely and definitely helping me feel a little bit festive. I had Bucks yesterday, Bucks prelims which was a lot of fun it's essentially like the first round of our like university-wide golf Ball tournament that we have three times a year so that was the first round and then we've got through to regionals and then hopefully we'll get through to national champs as well which is very exciting and yeah it was just a lot of fun i haven't been feeling too great the last few days you might be able to hear it in my voice um so i'm t- trying to take it easy today But yeah, pushed through yesterday and scored quite a few goals, which was great. That was kind of my aim going in. Yeah, it's been a good few weeks, to be honest. I've been feeling a lot more myself and it's been a it's been a slow process. Like you would have been able to tell from episodes in kind of September, October time, um, like even November, although most of the November ones, like I said, were guest episodes that I've had quite a lot of like anxiety and just feeling I'm feeling a bit weird um but generally in the last few weeks I've really started to feel a lot better and very grateful for that so that's kind of a bit of a mood shift as well I guess um but yeah I hope that you are doing well I hope that you're excited for Christmas and yeah if you celebrate it I hope that you have some exciting plans coming up but Anyway, I guess we should get into the main section of this episode because I'm really excited to talk about this topic. It's something that I've been trying to collate my thoughts on for a while and trying to work out how I feel about it. Um, But recently I've been reading a book called Ask and it is Given by Esther and Jerry Hicks. And I guess in a nutshell, it's quite a spiritual book. It's about the law of attraction, if you've heard of that, and just kind of like understanding how your emotions then lead to things that you experience in your life so I guess in very very simple terms if you're feeling good then you will expect good things to come to you and also just be in a state where you can receive good things coming in and vice versa if you're feeling low or feeling anxious or depressed or anything like that then you're kind of gonna more naturally expect bad things to come in and it's kind of this like self-fulfilling cycle i guess so the book is kind of explaining how to how to kind of go with the flow a bit more and to see things more positively and to like attract what you want and it does get quite um woo woo it's very uh like airy fairy and i don't necessarily i don't necessarily love all of that i think i'm quite open to it but it's not necessarily like how I would have written this book. It's definitely not how I would have written this book, but it's quite interesting and it's a really interesting perspective. So I'm just like reading it open-mindedly, I guess. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of like useful lessons and a lot of it is repeated throughout. Um, so I feel like it's kind of been slowly sinking in as I've read more and more of it. I'm about three quarters through it, through it now. Um, so, I guess like a lot of the ideas that I speak about in this episode will be from that, but also it's just going to be a general chit chatty episode. So, I hope you enjoy. Okay, so the title of this episode, as you will have seen, is I the Anti Hero because like probably many of us i'm a massive swifty and i've been listening to midnights pretty much on repeat for the last month or so since it's come out i love it i think it's absolutely fantastic like the lyricism in this album i cannot get over it there's there's so many lyrics that i've written down in my notes i have a i have a note on my phone which is like lyrics and quotes the amount of lyrics from this album that I've added in the last month is a little bit ridiculous and a little bit embarrassing so I don't know why I'm telling you on my podcast but there we go um anyway I love this album and the lead single is Andy Hero and I thought that was quite a catchy like title for this episode because it fits in with a lot of the things that I wanted to wanted to talk about so I guess the the starting point the end point is that Sometimes the only thing that's holding us back from being happy is ourselves and that might be a little bit controversial, I don't know, but I really have like learned from my own experiences that most of the time if I'm not feeling great it is because I am continuing to not feel great about something. So maybe something has triggered it externally, maybe an event has happened and it was pretty bad, or it made me feel rubbish, but then the continual unhappiness, it's no longer that event that's triggering it anymore, the event's happened, it's in the past, the thing that's making me unhappy is myself, and this is not me trying to be like, you need to, if you've had, if you have mental health problems, that is your fault, it's, I'm not saying that in the slightest, this is kind of me saying it mostly about myself, and mostly about yeah, just like personal experiences rather than rather than me um, making generic statements. But that's kind of how this is going to work, I guess. So a little disclaimer there. But to so get back into it. So a lot of the time it is myself, a lot of the time when I'm feeling a bit crap, it's because I'm allowing myself to feel crap. And it's because on some level it's a lot easier to not take responsibility for things and to just be like, well, that was really rubbish and now I feel sorry for myself and I'm gonna play into this whole victim mindset thing because it's easier and I wish I was still a kid and, like, other people could just take care of me and sort out all of my problems for me, but life just doesn't work like that. Like, I really am trying to kick that habit of when something bad happens, making myself, like, continually think about it and continually, I don't know, just, like, go into that learned behaviour of coping with things through, I guess it's easier sometimes to blame external things rather than yourself. And this is why it might come across a bit like tough love, but I kind of think that's what it is. (laughs) I don't want to be too harsh, but also sometimes you've just got to like pick yourself back up because no one else can actually pick you up like no one no one can get you out of a dark place except for yourself of course people can help you of course like you know take support from your friends and talk to people about how you feel and try and like get it out in a healthy way I'm not saying ignore your problems I'm not saying like you should be able to just think oh well that's not a big deal I'll I'll brush that away. If someone's if someone's hurt you then I would say you're entitled to be upset like obviously that's just how emotions work. If something if something happens then you're going to react to it and that reaction is completely valid I think. But I'm more talking about when it becomes like a drawn out really long time period and when when it's like past the point of them doing it to you and when it becomes you doing it to yourself and I really think that I got into that position in I don't know I don't know when specifically but I just find myself going into that sometimes and it's almost comforting I guess to be like oh isn't life so hard aren't I really unfortunate that this has happened to me like take pity on me kind of thing and like I said I don't think I'm actually looking for external Um, like sympathy because that actually annoys me sometimes but it's more that it's easier to feel like you're a victim than to take ownership for things that have happened to you and to like claim that as your own and then make something good out of it and something that I always come back to is the quote how is the worst thing that ever happened to you the best thing that ever happened to you and This is this quote has like really, really helped me to switch out of this mindset and to be kind of taking responsibility for my own actions and to think that, you know what, if something bad happens, this is an opportunity for me to learn and grow and for me to like make something good out of it rather than to kind of, you know, just shut down and think, well, nothing's going to be the same as it was before isn't this so hard like aren't I aren't I really sad you know and for clarity I'm not saying this is easy like I haven't found this easy but I do think it's a practice and I guess my second point on this topic is the idea that unhappiness is kind of like a survival mechanism and if if you're feeling negative emotions if you're feeling that something has something someone's wronged you or something's not quite right or you feel uncomfortable about something or or sad or like it's it's not a fair situation um then I think that's important to listen to and it's not just to say you know be positive like brush it off you'll be fine um and to kind of let people like get away with hurting you or for you to have this mindset that you need to be positive 100% of the time. I really don't think that that's the answer. I think it can be really useful, however, to think of unhappiness as like an indicator of the fact that something's not quite right and to therefore be able to act on that. So I kind of was like jotting down some notes and the first point I think is that you have to listen to your unhappiness and to kind of sit with it for long enough to work out what it's telling you and then to question it and to say like, is this true? Because our bla- our brains lie to us all the time. Like <laughs> our brains chatter away and they say stuff that just isn't true half the time. Like my brain tells me that I'm useless and you know, all of, the, all of these things that aren't actually true, um, just as an example. <laughs> um, and th- like, you don't have to listen to that. That's also a choice. You don't have to think, oh, well, my brain's told me that I'm a piece of shit so therefore I must be a piece of shit like it doesn't work like that um so yeah first of all listening to it sitting with it and thinking okay I am unhappy for some reason and then questioning it and thinking okay is this something that is genuine is this a real problem or am I kind of self-pitying myself here and then to think okay can I do anything about it if it is genuine and it is true unhappiness for whatever reason doesn't have to be like deep or long term just momentary unhappiness let's talk about in this situation can I do anything about it and if you can then act on it and if you can't then accept accept that you can't do anything about it and I guess that's kind of like a very very simplified framework but something that I I think works for me And actually the other day, May and Aidan and I went to watch the new Matilda film, um, Matilda the Musical, and it was amazing. My God, Emma Thompson is a brilliant actress. I thought she was incredible in it. Um, But yeah, all of the music is so, so good. Um, And I actually was watching it and I was thinking about, because these ideas I've had swimming around in my head for a while, and I was thinking about these ideas and the second song is called Naughty. And there's a whole section in Naughty where she's talking about the fact that if you find that life's not fair, it doesn't mean that you just have to grin and bear it. If you always take it on the chin and wear it, nothing will change. And then she goes on to say, like, even if you're little, you can do a lot. You mustn't let a little thing like little stop you. And I know that's kind of a bit, a bit cheesy to (laughs) speak out some musical lyrics, but like, it's so true. Um... And the final bit is, if you sit around and let them get on top, you might as well be saying you think that it's okay, and that's not right. And I just think that's really true. Like, what I was talking about with Mary Black in our episode the other week was about how, like, this is the main thing that stuck with me from that episode, is that you have a lot more power than you think you do in all of your decisions in your day-to-day, in how you interact with people in what you want your future to look like you have a lot of power and if you think that you're little and that you can't change anything then that is what's going to play out but if you think that you have some kind of control over your decisions and your actions and the outcome of your life then you will and I really think that going forward I'm going to speak about this a lot more in my upcoming episodes in like my reflections on the year and also planning ahead for 2023 um but I really want to just stop feeling like I have no power because I do and that's not me saying that I'm like amazing or saying that I have more power than anyone else I just think each of us has a lot more like if you're listening to this podcast you're in a very high percentage of the world in terms of in terms of the influence you can have and so I just I really want to like use it for good and stop making excuses for myself basically um and I guess like personal responsibility is probably a key theme throughout this in terms of listening to your emotions and dealing with unhappiness and making the sort of life that you want for yourself because no one else is going to do it for you and you actually have a lot of autonomy over that so yeah this is also just me speaking this to myself more than to anyone (laughs) so if you're taking things away as well then i'm glad but this is mostly me just trying to drill this into myself i guess um yeah so i'm gonna go into some of the points from asking it is given that i have really enjoyed and really kind of been absorbing whilst i've been reading it so the first one is the idea of the stream of well-being so essentially this concept is that there's this ever-flowing stream river current of well-being and if we choose to go with the flow and choose to like allow ourselves to be taken by this stream of well-being then that is like the most natural thing ever we are naturally in this stream of well-being and the only reason we feel unhappiness we feel negative emotions is because we're resisting it and we're trying to push against the current and not let things come to us not let things kind of flow not trusting the process and kind of just getting in our own way and I found this a really like game-changing way to think about it because yeah it just it just shows that like well-being is this natural state that we all have access to and I think that point that we all have equal access to it and that is something that is just kind of a natural part of being human I guess um or being alive I think that kind of gets disputed and maybe maybe me saying that might make you feel uncomfortable you might have thoughts like yeah but not me like I've I've dealt with way more than other people have like I've I've got to deal with x y and z I can't just be happy but is that not you just resisting it? Like, it's been really interesting for me to evaluate this in myself and something that often comes up for me when I'm not feeling confident is this idea of not being good enough to do something. But this has been actually really helpful for breaking that down a little bit because objectively, like, I am good enough to do X, Y, Z. Like, I probably would be capable of doing it, but it's just my mind that makes me think that, oh no, like you're not good enough to do that. You don't deserve that. But that is me resisting it and making myself feel not good enough. No one else is actually really telling me that I'm not good enough. It's just all coming from within. So therefore, like, recognising this has been really useful for kind of letting that go and just being like, you know what, like, that, the only person I'm holding back by those, by having those thoughts is myself. And... I guess like it probably comes from not wanting to be cocky or not wanting to be arrogant um but really like that's not the same thing as confidence and the qualities that I really like in other people are often confidence and being sure of yourself and having drive and passion and ambition and kind of like not caring too much about what other people think and that's all of the things that I want for myself but I I'm like holding myself back from and this is just kind of where the whole like anti-hero I'm the problem it's me kind of thing comes in because it's it's always ourselves like at the end of the day maybe there have been people who've told you this in the past that have like brought on these beliefs um, and I'm not negating that but also there is some like responsibility to sit and address that if you've recognised that, that these are beliefs that you're holding on to and the people that told you that are never gonna they're never gonna probably what they won't even think about it again but also even if you did have a conversation with someone who told you you were rubbish at something they probably like they wouldn't be able to undo that belief even if they said oh no no like I didn't mean that you're you're great you really are great if you don't believe it in yourself that's gonna do absolutely nothing so I guess like I'm not saying that people can't have hurt you but also is it yourself that's continuing to hurt you once someone else has I don't know it's interesting to think about um let me know if you agree or if you don't agree open to open to both (laughs) um anyway I was gonna read some some stuff from the book it's a bit like the language is uh a bit cheesy I guess I might just um I might just paraphrase um But try and imagine that you are flowing in this powerful stream. Make an effort to feel yourself flow through the stream and accept that you're worthy of it. And they say that under some conditions you will feel utterly blessed and under others you will feel not so blessed. And it is our desire that as you read this book you will come to understand that the degree you feel blessed and expect good things to flow to you, this indicates your level of your state of allowing. And the And to the degree that you do not feel blessed, where you do not expect good things to come to you, this indicates your degree of resistance. I hope that makes sense. So if you are feeling good, that is an indicator that you are allowing yourself to be taken in this stream of well-being. And if you're not feeling good, it's an indicator that there's something you're resisting. And therefore, by like questioning it and thinking, what is it that I'm resisting, you can then push that blocker aside and let yourself flow again. And I just think it's an interesting way of seeing it, that our natural state is is feeling good. And it does make sense, it does make sense, but it's not necessarily something that we tend to think about in our society. It's almost like we have to reach this level of happiness and we have to do X, Y, and Z in order to get there. But actually, if you break it down, you you can be happy right in this minute if you choose to just let all of the doubts and the worries and everything else like go to the side and just let yourself like feel gratitude and feel abundant and feel secure in the point of your life that you're at right now um and it's been really it's been really um game-changing to read about i think um another little section yeah, there's this whole idea that the stream of well-being, I'm, I'm aware this is a bit like flowery language, so just take what you will, <laughs> um, but the, the stream of well-being is flowing all the time and it will flow regardless of whether you allow it or whether you resist it, so it's not actually that, I don't know, it doesn't really care whether you're going with it or whether you're not going with it, but obviously it feels way better to you if you're kind of going with the flow and doing things that make you happy and being kind to others and you know all of all of the things that make you feel good make you feel good because it's showing you that you're on the right path um which is also interesting um what else what else can i talk about oh yeah okay so this is the other thing that i wanted to bring into this episode is that I've kind of touched on it but the idea that your emotions are indicators of your alignment and so similarly if you're feeling good then that's an indicator that you're on the right path that's an indicator that you're doing things that are fulfilling to you that are getting you closer to where you want to be and if you're feeling rubbish then that means there's there's something that you need to address and it's like what what I was talking about earlier with unhappiness being this kind of something you can learn from I guess or something you can use to to get to where you want to be. And then yeah, then there's obviously the whole like law of attraction side of things where if you are feeling good, then you're gonna naturally bring in you're gonna attract like more good things coming to you, and then that will in turn make you feel better. And you know, that that whole cycle. Um Yeah, let me know what you think. I, I find this really fun. Um I don't want to go too far into it because there's a lot like this book is how long is this book it's like 300 pages or something um but the the second half has been loads and loads of really useful strategies which I wasn't actually expecting I thought it would kind of continue on this whole like uh you know flowery language book for the whole thing but the processes and they kind of refer to them as games as well which I quite like because it's it's meant to be fun at the end of the day. Like, life's meant to be fun. You can you can have a bit of an experiment with these sorts of things. But yeah, a lot of the processes have been quite useful. There's one called the Rampage of Appreciation, which I've really enjoyed using. If you're wanting to, like, feel gratitude for something or just to kind of be a bit more present in the moment and to make yourself feel better and to, like, practice going with this stream of well-being and to, to just, like, allow good things into your life, then... found this really useful so it's called the rampage of appreciation which i found quite a fun name so all you have to do is you look around your immediate environment you can be literally anywhere wherever you're listening to this podcast look around your environment and start noticing one thing that pleases you just one little thing that you look at and you think yeah that's cool i like that and hold your attention on whatever that thing is for a little bit of time and let yourself appreciate how cool that is like it can be a really little thing it can be a big thing like a sunset it can be it can be anything um and then focus on that for as long as you want and you will start to feel your positive feelings increase and then with that improved feeling you can then start to appreciate other things in the room so you might look in the other direction and see if there's anything else that catches your eye. Do the same thing again and feel your gratitude for the things around you build up. And then you don't necessarily have to look at things in your immediate environment. You can think about people in your life or things in your life or just things that you're grateful for. And this, this will, you might start and you might be like in a bad mood. And then if you can, if you can imagine yourself, if you can let yourself do this again and again with more objects the longer you do it for the the more like your positive feelings are going to build up and soon you'll realize that you are just like allowing good thoughts to come into your head and that they will just keep keep regenerating um so i love doing that and it's it's been quite a fun strategy to put into place in the last few weeks um i did it the other day when i was watching a football match and we were in the pub in an England game and I was starting to feel like a little bit overwhelmed um I just yeah it was like really loud and I couldn't really hear anyone um <laughs> and then it was yeah I was just like trying to I guess calm myself down a bit um and I'd recently read this little chapter of the book so I started looking around and within like a minute I was feeling way better and then I could enjoy the rest of the time and it was as simple as that and it was yeah, very powerful. So I would recommend. Um okay, I feel like that's enough on this sort of thing. I also wanted to do a little QA in this episode, um, because it's fun, like getting your input and I am grateful for like the interactions that I can have with you. Um it just makes us more fun, more collaborative, and I'm a fan, so Let me get my questions up. I was asking you for a few little questions on Instagram, which is at Lucy Talks. You can follow if you want to stay up to date on the podcast or just like random little photos and bits and bobs that are going on in my life. Okay, so thanks for all your questions. The first one is favourite musical and why. My favourite musical currently is probably Matilda, but that's because I saw it literally two days ago. Um, But all time... It's probably got to be torn between The Lion King and Hamilton. Absolutely love both of them. I think The Lion King has more like nostalgia for me but Hamilton I absolutely love. Like it's so powerful and so like just so good. Um, So one of those two I would say. Okay next question is if you could have anyone as a guest on the podcast who would you have? Oh good question. Um, Loads of people. I mean I've got some ideas of people lined up i don't know if i want to give that away but like dream guests okay let's let's go for dream guests um oh interesting i mean i want to say emma watson because she is so cool um i also want to say jade bowler and jd jade um because i like i don't actually think i'd be doing this podcast if not for her youtube channel and also just in general like i love her I love her outlook on life and I think she's had so many cool experiences that I would love to like learn about and just to have a chat with her it would be very very cool next question is future plans slash when are you coming to Thailand I'll be coming soon Soph I want to come as soon as possible honestly um August slash late July is my current earliest possible date which is a long time away But no, I'm very excited for travelling after uni. I think it's going to be, it's just going to be such a good time. I'm definitely, like, not wishing this bit of uni away because, like, this term already has flown by and I'm very aware that it's going to come to an end pretty soon. Um, But also, like, I am excited for the next chapter and I'm glad that I'm feeling optimistic about it and excited about it. Um, It's better than the alternative so yeah future plans are traveling from hopefully august till november december time depending on how long i I can afford to travel around the world for and then i would love to have a job lined up for january that's kind of my current plans and i really want to work in science communications so i mean that's the dream who who knows what will happen who knows what is around the corner but yeah that's my like current future plans very vague but yeah Um, okay, if you had to pick one animal to domesticate as your sidekick, which animal would you pick and why? This is a very niche question, I appreciate it. (laughs) Um, okay, so I have, I love alpacas, I feel like alpacas are the most underrated animals, they are so cute, they're so smiley, and I might even, as the cover of this episode, post a photo of me with an alpaca, because... I met some alpacas in like February and I had the time of my life so maybe maybe I should maybe I should have alpacas as a as a sidekick. but in your question you did say you had to pick one animal to domesticate and alpacas get lonely if they're only on if they're on their ones you have to have two of them so I would need two alpacas if if I was to answer this question properly but if not then what would I pick I don't know I, it's got to be alpacas but I'm gonna have to have two of them so that's my answer <laughs> um my brother asks are you getting Nana and Pops anything for Christmas <laughs> yes Elliot I am getting Nana and Pops something for Christmas but I don't know what it is yet and the final question is top three moments from this term and top three things for the future I'm gonna save the top three things for the future for an upcoming episode but top three moments from this term I feel like that's a good way to end off this this episode before it gets way too long um okay top three moments let me have a think and then I will say okay no particular order I had a really good time actually one random day when my friend Kapu and I spent the whole day together kind of semi spontaneously so we both went to the impact media conference and i loved like hearing all of their perspectives and just getting really excited about future careers and kind of getting a bit more insight and then we went to the music department and just Cappy was like playing piano and we were sitting and chatting and then we facetimed Freya and it was just like a very i just felt very cozy and i was just very grateful and like it was a really nice afternoon and quite unexpected, but just felt very like zen and chill and just happy. So that was a good moment. My second one is when I went to London with M, and we had such a good day. It was so much fun. I adore London. I think it's it's just so exciting to be there. And I was like waiting for her to get off the train and like stood outside uh, King's Cross St Pancras. I just like felt, I like felt everything inside me was just so happy and so excited to see her because I've not seen her for ages and just like the thought of living in London next year potentially and just calling that city home. It was so exciting and then Em got off the train and like had the biggest hug ever. She gives the best hugs. Um, Yeah, that was lovely. Really, really good day. And then my third, I think I'd just say like just bog standard. Tuesday night training sessions at Corfball. and I say bog standard because it's just like a regular thing that I do every week but I, I love it and every week everyone is always laughing and always having fun and it's just a really lovely like consistent consistent little part of my week that makes me happy so that's been that's been really good and just kind of matches at the weekend and the club in general I I can't imagine like doing uni without doing Corfball so yeah been been very very grateful for that um but yeah anyway i'm gonna wrap this episode up because i've been chatting out my bum for ages and i'm aware that you've probably all got other things to be doing with your time so thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of lucy talks i hope you've enjoyed it and stay tuned because these next two episodes coming up are always my favorite episodes to record so next week will be a reflections on 2022 and then the one after that will be looking forward to 2023 and like future intentions so look forward to that and follow if you're not already following you can go over to instagram at lucy talks and just, uh, tag along over there as well um but yeah thanks so much for listening and have a lovely rest of your day bye